Welcome to the Embracing Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Hastie. I'm a coach and practitioner of hypnosis and NLP. This podcast is about embracing midlife, the challenges and the opportunities. As a midlife woman, you have likely spent most of your life looking after others, and now it's time to start looking after you. For many of us, midlife is a time of deep reflection on the things we have done in our lives, but also the things we are yet to do. It's a time of many transitions, some good, some not so good. And it's also a time to revive your dreams. You know, the ones you had before life got in the way. Life is far from over and there is plenty of time to work towards your goals and dreams. This podcast is packed with health, well-being, and mindset tips, motivation and support for navigating your way through midlife and beyond. Today's episode is about creating healthy boundaries as an act of self-care. When I was younger, I allowed people to walk all over me and wipe their feet. Then I would get frustrated and angry at the liberties they took. I would always prioritise everyone else's needs over my own, often at the expense of my own emotional, mental or even sometimes my physical health. Does this sound like you? Do you have good boundaries or like me, are you a work in progress? So what are boundaries anyway? And how do you create better ones? And even more importantly, how do they relate to self-care? All good questions, I'm so glad you asked. Stick around and we will talk about what boundaries are, why we need them, and how to create better ones to improve our self-care. Okay, so what are boundaries? Boundaries are a statement of intention that help protect you from the conflicting demands of daily life. They are like invisible lines in the sand we draw around ourselves and others to protect us from harm, whether that be emotional, physical or psychological. That line in the sand says, no more, don't cross, or cross at your own peril. To help me explain, let's use our skin as an analogy. The skin has many functions, one of the most important being that it is a protective barrier to the outside elements. Your skin protects you from moisture coming in so that you don't turn all mushy and from losing moisture so you don't turn into a prune. And it protects you from dirt and infection. It protects you from under or overheating and it keeps your insides on the inside where they belong. All very important functions. So too, your personal boundaries act as a barrier to external forces. So boundaries help to protect us from physical harm, they protect us from stress, and they protect our time and our energy, to name but a few. There are all types of barriers, and I'll give you some examples of the different types. And then I will talk specifically about the two types of boundaries I most struggle with, and that my clients specifically struggle with. As human beings, we all have limits. We all have a threshold of how far we are willing or able to go with other people. These boundaries will differ between your personal relationships. For instance, the boundaries you have with workmates or casual acquaintances will be quite different to the boundaries you have for close friends and family members. Something that took me a long time, actually way too long, to understand is that my boundaries are my responsibility. If someone crosses your boundary and you do nothing to stop them, is that on them or on you? 
as harsh as it sounds, I'm going to say it's on you. Now hear me out. If you don't want the next door neighbour's dog to pee on your lawn and take a crap in your rose bushes, then you put up a fence and keep your gate shut. You can't blame the dog. For dogs, the world is their toilet and they will go whenever and wherever the mood takes them. If you don't want that to be in your front yard, you need to put up a barrier. The same can be said for personal boundaries. A couple of years ago, I was working in my own practice as a diabetes educator and I used to subcontract this to GP clinics. And this one day, I didn't have any appointments in the morning. I only had appointments in the afternoon. And I was studying at the time. And I thought, rather than sitting at home and getting involved in doing washing and doing all the things that you do when you should be studying, I would take myself to a coffee shop and do my study there and then go on to work. I made the mistake of ducking into to my to work for some reason, I can't even remember why, but I had to get something out of my office. And of course I got cornered by one of the patients, one of my dear old ladies that I used to look after. And she, as soon as she saw me, she's like, oh, when's my review? And you know, she wanted to know when she was due for a review and um, all that sort of stuff. And the first thing that flashed into my head was, I could just do it now. I could just do it now. Otherwise, she's going to have to wait three weeks. Um, just get it, do it now and get it over and done with. But I really didn't want to because I had this other plan that was to do my study. And so I ended up getting the reception girls to set her up an appointment for about three weeks time. And she was so grateful. She didn't actually expect me to do it then and there. She just saw me. That reminded her that she needed that appointment. And she didn't expect me to drop everything and do it. That was my expectation that I should drop everything and push my needs aside because it's just, just became a habit. And then, so that was a really big aha moment for me. And that's when I sort of started thinking, well, where else in life am I doing that? So where else am I pushing my needs aside and just dropping everything for other people when they don't actually expect that? So that might be something that you might like to reflect on or do some journaling on. Okay, so just to reiterate, that's why having personal boundaries is so important because they stop you from saying yes when you'd rather say no. They allow you to focus on the things that are important to you in your life and not get distracted by things that aren't that important. Of course, we all have to do things we don't want to do from time to time. That's just life but boundaries help you keep on track generally. They also take away some of the stress of decision-making. Instead of getting caught up in making micro decisions throughout the day, having general boundaries in place will help you make broad decisions about what you do and don't do. If someone asks you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, having positive, helpful boundaries in place will help you find a kind way to say no. You won't feel forced to say yes against your better judgment and end up wishing you hadn't agreed. It stops you from wasting your time and it stops you from getting upset, angry or frustrated with yourself because you could be spending that time doing something else. So boundaries can take many forms. So there's physical boundaries, which include your personal space. There's privacy, so what you're willing to share with a particular person. 
For instance, something you might share with a client at work will be quite different to what you would share with your best friend. Um, and there's all kinds of boundaries like money, spiritual beliefs, punctuality, borrowing and lending things, and the list just goes on. The two my clients most struggle with and the two I most struggle with are time and self-care. And they kind of overlap, or well, they do overlap. So time is the one thing that we can't get back. Every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. So guard your time wisely by setting boundaries for what you choose and choose not to do with your time. Decide to prioritise free time and learn to say no to things which don't feel right or that you don't want to do. Be firm so that you're not going to allow yourself to feel pulled in lots of different directions. For example, the boss asks you to um, last minute to work late, but you had planned to meet a friend for coffee or a movie after work. Instead of saying yes and immediately changing your plans, you may be able to arrange an alternate time to do the work, or if that's not possible, it's okay to say no. Believe it or not, work will survive without you, and likely the work will be there the next day. The point I'm making here is let it be a conscious decision, not a knee-jerk reaction, because you don't want to let other people down. Remember, you're a people too, so treat yourself with that same respect that you give to others. And when it comes to boundaries, we don't have to go hard or go home. As with all things, you can do baby steps if that feels better for you. So some examples of some smaller boundaries you could put in place to protect your time are not answering your phone unless it's an emergency after a certain time each evening or setting a time limit on how much TV you watch or how much social media you scroll. Schedule your exercise and stick to it like you would any other appointment. That's the important bit, stick to it. The other major boundary my clients struggle with is self-care, which goes hand in hand with the time one. So it's really important to establish boundaries for looking after yourself by deciding what self-care looks like to you and how you're going to find the time to make it happen. Boundaries will help you make sure that self-care doesn't slip to the bottom of the priority list without you having to constantly think about how you're going to squeeze it in amongst everything else that you do. And self-care looks different for everyone. It's not just manis and petties and although those things are great, that's not what self-care is about. It's about drinking enough water. It's about eating nutritious meals, finding some alone time to just quiet your mind and reflect. It's about keeping your doctor's appointments. How many times have you made sure everyone else's health is looked after, but when it comes to you, everything gets put off. Some examples of self-care boundaries could be signing up to a weekly Pilates class and putting that first above other commitments, unless there's an emergency, of course, that's a different situation. So also having a set bedtime and a set waking up time to ensure that you get enough sleep. If you journal or have a gratitude practice, putting some time aside to do that each day. It doesn't really matter what the activity is, the important thing is to keep your word to yourself and boundaries help us do that. 
So I think we've sort of covered why boundaries are important to self-care, but I'm just going to throw in one more example in case you're not, not quite there yet. Um, so let's take the sleep boundary as an example. Your boundary is that you are in bed, lights off by 10pm, which gives you plenty of sleep so you can be up and at them by 6am. Without that boundary, you might stay up until midnight and either sleep in or feel really exhausted the next day and not be at your best. So basically, boundaries set your expectations for yourself as well as what you expect from other people and what they can expect from you. So setting personal boundaries is an important part of your own self-care and can help you honour and respect your own emotional, psychological and physical needs. And it all comes back to that old cliche, you need to fill your own cup first and that's what self-care does. Okay, so that all being said, I'm now going to give you some guidelines for setting or re-establishing boundaries. Now these are guidelines, take them with a grain of salt or take them word for word, you choose. Um, but these are just some of the things that I feel are important around boundaries. So boundaries can be flexible. They aren't set in concrete. Rather, they are broad statements of intent which save you time and energy so that you don't have to make lots of mini decisions in your daily life. Boundaries are there to support you, not hold you back. From time to time, you may have to bend or break your boundaries and that's okay as long as it's a conscious decision and not a decision made to spare the feelings of others at the expense of yourself. Boundaries don't have to be big. They can be broad statements of value or intent about your life but smaller specific boundaries can be just as effective like the ones we discussed around time and self-care. Boundaries shouldn't make you feel guilty. Remember that they're designed to protect you so there's good reason to have them. Just because you say no to something now it doesn't mean no in the future it just means not right now. This next one has been a big one for me and it's respect your own boundaries. If you drop everything and run after someone else, that's on you. If you want other people to respect and uphold your boundaries, you have to do it for yourself first. And be clear and fair with your boundaries. It's not fair to expect anyone to read your mind. Remember, your boundaries are an invisible line which means other people can't see them. You need to let them know what is acceptable and what's not. Consistency also comes in here. If you're not consistent with your boundaries, people get confused and feelings get hurt. Boundaries take practice. It may take a while for your boundaries to be effective. The more you use and practice them, the better they'll work for you. And be patient. It may take some time to get the message through particularly if you have previously endorsed someone else's behaviour by staying quiet in the past. And also be patient with yourself. They may not take at first. You may, have, you may let your boundaries slide, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If it happens once, then reassess, reevaluate, and start again. And be assertive when your boundaries are crossed, not aggressive. When someone crosses one of our boundaries, calmly and clearly explain what you expect from them in that situation. If doing it in the moment feels too explosive, walk away, take some deep breaths and come back and approach it calmly. But don't let it go 
stand up for yourself, stand up for your principles, and just but just communicate that message calmly. And you need to be honest. It's okay to be honest about what you need from others. And that goes back to the whole mind reading thing. How will they know if you don't tell them? And it's absolutely okay to say no to someone else in order to say yes to you. Let others know when you don't have the interest or time to do something. It's okay to decline offers. People respect someone who is willing to say no once in a while. More importantly, you will respect yourself. And look at it this way. If you say no up front, it gives the other person ample opportunity to find someone who is genuinely keen to do whatever it is. And above all, be honest with yourself about what you are willing or not willing to put up with. This is often the hardest step. And boundaries mean different things for different people. There's no one size fits all. And just because one person has a set of clearly defined boundaries for a particular area of their life, it doesn't mean that you should too. Choose your own boundaries that reflect what you want out of life and what you consider most important. And here's a simple little exercise you can do. So get out your journal or a bit of paper and write down a current situation that causes you to be upset, angry or frustrated with yourself or other people. Chances are there's a boundary being crossed somewhere. So you write down the boundary, so what it is that's upsetting you, and then underneath that you write the new boundary. So I'll give you an example. Back when I was working as a diabetes educator, I just couldn't switch off after work. And on weekends, I was constantly checking my emails and I used to get a lot of emails from, you know, doctors and clients and drug reps and always felt like I, you know, someone wanted a piece of me. Um, but the thing is with emails is they will sit there and wait. You know, that's the whole point of them. So I set myself a, a new boundary that I would check my emails at certain times of the day. I didn't check them on weekends and lo and behold, the world didn't grind to a halt. Um, and I figured if it was really urgent, they would ring me and they often did. So I hope this episode has been helpful. It's been a bit of a long one, so thanks for sticking with me. If you would like to hear more of these podcasts, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review as it helps other like-minded women find this podcast. Until next time, keep on embracing all that is you and know that I truly appreciate you. Bye for now.